Hello everyone, um, I'm back. I'm a little nervous, I'm not gonna lie. There's been so much going on um, in my life, but I am back with Relly's Rants, the podcast. And joining me right now is one of my best friends, my co-host, my sister, Victoria Martinez. Hello everyone, Thanks. I'm back She's on Relly's Rants. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy you agreed to do it with me because it's oh, been so long and so much has been going on, and um, before we jump into everything that we're going to talk about today, um, this is kind of more of a, a serious episode for us, because in the past, when we've done our our show, um, we like to laugh, we like to talk about serious issues, but we like to have fun, um, and I think we can still have a little bit of fun, but not too much, considering the circumstances. Yeah, 2020's um, been a tough year. It's been one hell of a year, and just to touch base, like, what's been going on with you, Tori, since, since the last time... We were able to record. Um, that had been like sometime last year. It was like year, a year, a little sure. over a year ago. Yeah. I don't even remember our last podcast. I know I did one that was about like, can exes be friends? Yeah, I think that was like I know, one of that the might last have been one. the last one. Um, wow. So I, a lot has been, a lot has happened. I graduated nursing school. Finally. I'm going to get my sound effects, guys. We're going to get this going. Yeah, Tori finally, is a nurse. She's officially a nurse. I feel like I've been in college for my entire adult life. I mean, well, I have been in college. What am I even saying? Yeah, like, I've been in college for what feels like forever. So, finally, I graduated in January. Congrats. Um, I'm so proud I of got you. a job. Thank you. I got a job. Um, She's a nurse. And, my friend's a nurse, yeah. y'all. Like, I got... I got a nurse. What a friend. time, right, to be a healthcare provider. Who would have told me this? Right. When I was like in high <laughs> school, oh, I want to be a nurse. Oh, by the way, you're going to start doing a pandemic. But that's fine. And then but I... We, we appreciate you. We you. appreciate you. But you yeah. what? What else you want to share? I also recently got engaged. Tori's I, getting yeah. married, y'all. Um, I know. Also, what a time. But it's okay. You but know, it's life... okay. Everything's life, happening yeah. the way it's supposed to be happening. Yeah. And for you to be out there risking your life and your health for others is just yeah. it shows what type of person you are and thank you. i thank you and thank you. you know the selfish part of me is a little bit mad because i don't get to see my friend as often know, as we used to hard. see each other but at the same time this is who tori is tori is one of the kindest most loving human beings i've ever encountered in my life so i'm so honored to have her as my friend as my sister and i can't wait to see what the future holds for you i'm so ready for her wedding like She's going to look all beautiful Ooh. and stuff. It's going to be fun. Don't stress Thank about it now. You, you still got time. You still got oh, yeah. time. It won't be for a while. We'll see. Yeah. But what's <laughs> been going on with you, Jarrell? What's been new? Oh, God. Uh, well, I'll be honest with y'all. The reason why I took a little break was because um, I was going through a lot in my personal life. And I'm not really big on sharing everything I go through. Um, but mentally, I wasn't in the right space to be doing a podcast or doing much of social media. Um since the last time I recorded, I quit my job, um, which wasn't the smartest thing financially, but I will tell you that um, spiritually and mentally, it was the best thing I've ever done. I was able to grow. Uh, uh, what else have been going on? I started doing something that wasn't really easy for me. I started networking and meeting people in this entertainment industry who I hope can, you know, we can elevate each other. So that's been going on. Um, I started writing again which, you know, is my form of therapy. And um, I entered a fucking pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on since the last time. Later on in the show, we're going to have uh, our 
other co-host Lindsay join us and if you've listened in the past or if you know Lindsay you know Lindsay has no filter so just be prepared for that Mm -hmm. Um, stay tuned guys because when we come back we're gonna jump right into this pandemic and Tori's gonna give some advice on how to you know just just live through it if if that makes any sense she's gonna give her medical perspective and Share, share share some very informative information. So please stay tuned for that and we will be right back. Hey everyone, the following segment focuses on the coronavirus and I do apologize if it triggers anyone's anxieties. However, I really wanted Tori to come on and share her story seeing as she works in a hospital and she has to help patients who are battling this virus every day. I hope you and all your loved ones are being safe. All right, that was a quick little break, but thank you guys for staying with us. Um, We're going to jump right into it. Uh, 2020 has been... Has been... Awful. (laughs) It it has been. I'm always a person who tries to look on the bright side and, like, try to point out the positives, but, like, there hasn't been that many positive things worldwide. And let me just say, that is one thing I really admire about Jarrell. He always tries to just find the positive out of every situation and i really try to be that way because <laughs> thank you it, during these trying times i'm like universe what are you telling me <laughs> and i'm just like you know what Jarrell always says like you know what there are better days to come and so i just need to believe that but seriously Jarrell, he always tries to just like see the positive out of every situation and i totally admire that sorry to cut you off <laughs> no thank you I, I appreciate that because I do try, and it's not an act. It's really who I am. I, I've lived a life to where it's like I know everything is not going to be positive, but I'm literally living in a year to where every month I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And this year has not been right since Kobe Bryant died, in right. my opinion. Yeah. And it's just progressively gotten worse. But in March of this year, I think everybody's world was turned upside down mm-hmm. when this pandemic which we had been hearing about Mm -hmm. you know going around the world really affected us in this country bad and everything started shutting down i want to say it was like march 16th Mm -hmm. and ever since then everything has just been crazy yeah crazy and you working in the medical field shed some light on it like how has this been for you because literally right around that time isn't that when you started working at the hospital yeah so i um i i Graduated in January, and then I had an interview for my job, um, like, maybe March 12th, I want to say. Um, and it was before the shutdown in California, but we still had already known about the coronavirus. Um, and then, I, you know, I found out I got the job. I was, you know, super excited. And then maybe, like, less than a week or maybe seven days, um... California went on a shutdown, like the full shutdown where you basically like just could not leave your house. And um, I was sort of uncertain about, you know, like a lot about what was going to happen when I did start my job in April. And, um, you know, I I wasn't sure if they were even going to have like new nurses be on the front lines or if they were going to ask us to start early because they were so short nurses um, were we going to be trained a specific way to care for coronavirus patients? I mean, it was like every week, almost even like every couple of days, there were new um, guidelines by the CDC, by the World Health Organization, by OSHA that was like telling us about 
um, how to reuse masks, which by the way, um, you're not supposed to reuse masks at all. Right. So that was a whole new thing that we had to adjust to was like, they wanted people. Yeah. To we reuse. had, we had to reuse. Was that because of a shortage or it was, was because of a shortage? Yeah. So like in nursing school, the correct way is that you're, you're supposed to only use a mask one time. Every time you go into the patient's room, you're supposed to switch. You're, yeah. You're supposed to just throw the mask out. Right. Um, because the mask can become contaminated and you put it back on your face. That's not good. But there was such a shortage in the United States and probably in the world, but certainly in the U S that we, they were, they told us to reuse them. Hmm. So that was like a big transition to sort of like, you know, figure out how to be safe. And there was just basically a lot of uncertainty, but I mean, you know, I wouldn't really trade my, my new, my new grad experience. Um, even though it was during a pandemic, um, because it's all, all my experiences, I feel like will always follow me and, and will help me in the future. Um, you know, because I, I ultimately want to like really be active in sort of the policies behind nursing and, Mm -hmm. and be involved in like policy development and writing laws regarding, regarding like the health of people and stuff like that. So I feel like me starting during a pandemic has really helped me. Well, that's, you know, it's been hard. That's good. And it's it's definitely like a learning experience. Like you, you had this, I'm sure you had this vision of like how it was going to go when mm-hmm. you started becoming a nurse. And then for you to be I thrown did. in right in the middle of, a, yeah. you know, a pandemic, which is taking lives, like, yeah. you know, and our numbers are steady going up. Um, you want to just share if people are not paying attention to what's going on in the world, like what does COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, what does it affect? So, yeah, so... Uh, well, a lot of, you know, of coronavirus, we're still learning every day. You know, it's we, we get new information. But basically, coronavirus um, affects people's respiratory system. Well, it affects really their entire body, but it specifically attacks their respiratory system. So um, that's why, you know, we ask people to wear masks because... Um, everything is sort of spread via like, you know, respiratory droplets when they sneeze, when they cough and stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, someone can be asymptomatic, which means that they're showing no symptoms. So some of the symptoms that people will exhibit are difficulty breathing, fever, um, loss of taste, um, and stuff like that. And so, um, we, but but yeah, like I said, some people um, don't exhibit those symptoms, but can still transmit the virus, yeah. which is very scary. It is very scary. Um, so and they can have you know like a really bad cough, and so that's why we um, need to wash our hands. Well, that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and of like keep our mask on. Like yeah. you, you, there's a lot of people who. Um, I feel like they all just fall into that same category, but that's a whole political thing. Who don't believe in the mask. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, um, the mask sucks, okay? Yeah. We, as healthcare providers, and, well, really anyone, I mean, anyone that's really on the front lines, you know, EMTs, police officers, people that were at the grocery store, anybody like that, we have to wear the mask for, like, 12-plus hours. And the mask right. sucks. I have horrible acne all mm-hmm. over my cheeks, my chin, like, it's... I believe me, I don't want to wear the mask either, but unfortunately we have to because that right now is the safest way to lower the number of cases and to basically like lessen the transmission is basically the mask because we don't really have, we, well, we certainly don't have a vaccine mm-hmm. and we don't, 
currently really have a treatment that has been like tested that's like has verifiable um, results that show that it is successful. Um, so right now, all we have is basically social distancing and the mask. And I know it sucks because it's it's hard for people psychologically, you know, physically and stuff like that to be away from people. That's just not healthy. Right. We were not like, raised yeah, like that. Exactly. I always said, and it, it, this has changed all of our lives because me, I'm terrified of getting sick. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I don't even want to go anywhere. I don't see any of my yeah. friends, people who keep me sane and I like to be around their energy. I can't even be around because of this. And like, you know, we wear a mask and stuff when we do things or whatever, but it's not the same. No. And it makes me think of like our future. And on a personal level, I wanted to ask, do you feel like, this is something that's going to take over for like the next five years, 10 years. Do you think if they come up with a vaccine, it could be within the next year or so? From or is that something I've you heard, don't want to answer? Oh, no, 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 no. I have no problem. Uh, this is, I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys. Um, we appreciate that. <laughs> um, I would say that from the way that it looks right now, it looks like this is probably going to be something that we're going to have to live with for a while. From what I heard from like epidemiologists and scientists, they said that this might possibly be something that's um we just have to live with and that's going to sort of be like where we have to get like a seasonal vaccine like the flu, where it's going to be where you see like a increase in the number of cases um in the fall and the winter when people typically like get a lot sicker. Um it's hard to say, you know, because, but then I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I try to think, I try to, to sort of be more positive um, mm-hmm. because we've gotten through pandemics, you know, like the H1N1, the swine flu, right. um, Ebola. And so I'm like, you know, we can do that. And, and what's so sort of encouraging about this um, pandemic is that it's not just America that's trying to find a cure and a vaccine for this. It's the, it's whole, the whole world. world. Yeah. So we're not the only ones where scientists and epidemiologists and stuff like that are like working tires- tirelessly. Um, everybody around the world is. So right. if we don't come up with one, you know, maybe someone else will. But, um, you know, even a vaccine uh, brings a lot of issues too because some people have already stated that they don't want to get the vaccine. If there was one, they don't feel comfortable. And so, you know, it's, there's, there's a lot to it, but I do think that wearing masks and social distancing is probably going to be something that we're going to have to do for a while. Um, And, you know, because even after we get the vaccine, not everybody's going to get it anyways. And so really we have to ask ourselves like, okay, would I really feel comfortable going out, like, not wearing a mask, being around a stranger that I don't right. know? Like, you know. Yeah, I get we're you. We're probably going to have to wear a mask. But, yeah, basic hygiene is something I think we should have been <laughs> We should have always, always been washing our hands and, you know. Exactly. Not just. Yeah, but ugh. apparently people People don't. Like, and, yeah. you know, um, yeah. when they say that the numbers in America are, like, mm-hmm. spiking. And mm-hmm. I'm hearing that around the world, mm-hmm. uh, it's not as bad as here. Is that just because we ain't listening or? It's bad in the United States, y'all. Yeah. Like, don't, you know, I know that the mainstream media sometimes can over-exaggerate on things. I, I fall victim to one of those people that watches the news too much. <laughs> and then it messes with your mental because you're it kind does. of just like yeah. everything that you hear. Yeah. yeah. And then you're paranoid, you, right? You, like, extremely. believe me. I don't want to do anything. We're all... Me and my fellow staff, we're all paranoid. Like, uh, and a couple of our nurses have come down with the coronavirus. 
Um, we're paranoid. But, yeah, it's, it's, the numbers are spiking in the United States. Um, just today, I saw a Johns Hopkins University study that said that over 146,000 people have died and over 4 million people are current. Or will have been infected worldwide or in America? In America. Oh my god! Only yeah. See, listen Only to in these America. numbers, and that's because and, mm-hmm. people ain't listening. Like, don't get me wrong. I hate wearing, and and I'm I keep I don't know how to do this. Like, do you keep a mask in? Is it okay to keep a mask in your car? That's fine, right? Mm-hmm. But like. I'm always washing that one and stuff, and I'll forget to put it back in, and I'll get all the way to the store, and then I got to drive all the way back home because I don't have a mask. So, like, it is frustrating, but, like, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, As I've shared with, you know, some of the people around me, I heard a case of people going out not taking it serious, and then, Mm -hmm. like, multiple people left a party with COVID. And that's not something that I'm trying to especially when you hear, like, the lifelong... um, effects that it has on your body and the things that they're mm-hmm. saying it can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want people to take it serious. Yeah. It's, it's really sad. Um, you know, because in the hospital, one, we don't allow patients, family members to visit oh them. God, that's, so that's... whether they have coronavirus or not. So my floor specifically, the unit that I work on, it's not, my floor is considered a clean floor, which means that it's not a coronavirus floor, but um, I do float to the coronavirus floor. One, because pre-coronavirus, the units typically um, have sort of the same acuity in terms of like the patient, how sick the patient is. So the nurses sort of have the same basic training. Mm-hmm. So we do float like sort of interchangeably. So sometimes I will have to go to the coronavirus floor. And um, we don't allow patients, family members to come in. We really don't allow the patients to come out of their rooms. Um, so a lot of people die in their rooms by themselves. That is so sad. And it's really affecting, it. it's really affecting older people. Younger people we see that have it can typically like recover. Well, it depends. Um, mm-hmm. But younger people can typically recover at home if they have no pre-existing conditions. But like we see just a massive surge of, patients that come from like nursing homes rehabilitation centers um and they just and a lot of them don't make it yeah a lot of them don't we can't let their family members come in because we don't want to risk we don't know if they have the coronavirus they can get it from being in the hospital we you know we just don't know and a lot of them die in their rooms by themselves um it's just a very daunting experience to go through like it's just we have to be head to toe covered in in PPE um the patients they don't even really barely even know what we look like they're scared and i i don't blame them something um, out of like one of those like scientific yeah. movies it's it's crazy it really whatever. it's i've never i mean okay i was alive obviously during the H1N1 but i don't remember it being it wasn't this like bad this. No. and then it was like kind of just gone and i think yeah, that, i, feel I like, yeah. think that plays a part of like people not really taking it serious yeah. because we have had these mm-hmm. you know pandemics or epidemics or whatever it was to where mm-hmm. like we were on high alert and then it just went away and it's mm-hmm. like i think that's what we were thinking with this one but yeah. it was like no nah, y'all shut down no. people were losing their jobs and everything and yeah like over three million americans are unemployed americans have lost their health insurance it's horrible um it's it's really sad. And it's it's hard from a from a healthcare standpoint because our whole job, you know, we're we're here to to help people. 
physically, emotionally, psychologically, all of that. We're here to help people. But a lot of the answers we don't have. Mm-hmm. We, you know, they ask us questions and we're like, we're, you know, we look at the CDC guidelines, the World Health Organization guidelines, just like you. We are every day learning new information. Um, but it, th- this virus is very serious. And, and so I encourage everyone that's listening to just do what the, you know, what, what the healthcare representatives say, wear the mask, social distance, obviously perform, you know, basic hygiene, washing your hands Mm. and and stuff like that. Um, and we're all in this together. You know, this virus affects everybody regardless of political affiliation, socio, well, we do see that it does affect, um, certain races more than others. And we will get into that later, but overall it affects, everyone and so you know we need to take care of one another um but it's hard yeah you know when you see things like the anti-mask people and uh we always knew as healthcare providers that when when in california when the when the numbers started to kind of sort of stabilize once they sort of hinted that they were going to open up stuff we knew that the cases were going to go back up and they did of course because people just were like so i wanted to ask um can you just brief like for people who are panicking about like a cough that they might have or anything mm-hmm. like how does it work like how long does it take for the symptoms to kick in if or is that a question I can ask because everybody's body is different yeah. so but like generally is it like after a few days you'll notice mm-hmm. like whether you so yeah basically everybody's body is different because like I said some people show no symptoms right and that's what asymptomatic means it means that Basically, they're not showing There's any nothing, symptoms. Yeah, right. But you can still you can still be infected with the virus, and you can still unfortunately transmit it. So, from what we've seen, um, day one through five of being infected, people will typically have like mild symptoms, like a mild cough. But that's usually where they can self quarantine, and you know, hopefully they'll recover. Right. Then day five through seven. We noticed that people with pre-existing conditions, that being like diabetes, asthma, um, like kidney issues, mm-hmm. stuff like that, where their body is already sort of trying to fight something and it almost doesn't even like have the strength to fight on something else. Um, we see them, they might experience like very difficulty breathing. And then day seven becomes the turning point where um, if the patient is able to recover, then they'll see that their symptoms start to lessen. But if they're not recovering, we will see even more chest discomfort and almost even like blue lips, meaning Ooh. that they have not as much oxygen That's circulating their in their body. body. Then day eight through 10, we see rapid deterioration where they have an increase in difficulty breathing and respiratory distress syndrome. So, yeah, a lot of people come in saying that they're having difficulty breathing and they have a fever. Um, And so, yeah, the coronavirus can cause um, sepsis, which is like a systemic infection. Uh, But, yes, if people have a... Well, okay, first of all, if you think you've been exposed to someone that has the coronavirus, for sure just quarantine um but if you are experiencing symptoms even if it's just a mild cough i recommend getting tested 
Um, I know that might be hard for people that are listening that might not be in the state of California because I in Cali- well in LA County, but I know for sure um, testing is like yeah, free and everywhere. We or test like not yeah. everywhere, but like yeah, they test mm-hmm. people, right? I've been tested a couple times, right? Um, but in other states, I know that testing is not as widespread. So, but I would just you know try as as hard as you can to be tested, um, just for your own peace of mind, and then of course for the safety of others. Um, to know that, you know, if you are sick, that you need to, you know, quarantine it or and or get treated. Right. Um, but I, me, I'm the same. Anytime I cough, you're like, is that you, Corona? Yeah, I'm like, like what's going on? Right, um, she's creeping up on your ass, and I, yeah. I feel the same way. Like it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I, I think I might have even shared on the podcast. You know, Tori is my go-to. She's my doctor. I could have a, a, a toe problem, and I'll be like, what's wrong? But, um, and I always think the worst, which is not healthy, but it's literally a mental disorder. And um, with this, I've been trying to be as calm as, as possible because this is, it's scary. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to leave the house at times. Yeah. Like, and I know I have to, like, to go to the store and stuff, but I'm very big on, like, please don't stand too close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a scary situation. And what I did want to ask was um, mentally... How how are you dealing with this? Because one, you work in a field where you're working around people who might have it, or like like you just said, like they're dying without their loved ones around mm-hmm. around them. Like, are you okay mentally? Does that how how are you coping with everything that you're? Because you're literally thrown in the middle of it. And I just want to say personally, like I commend you. Thank you. Because that Thank that you. takes bravery. It takes love. It takes. Like you're so selfish, and that's why I love you. Like, Thank like you. I love you, Jerome. Like it's always you always care about people, and but I want to make sure you're good because that's. It's been hard. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's been tough, but you know I I have a wonderful support system, Jerome included. My parents, my dad, literally my dad. My dad me, is awesome. He bought me. Sh- face shields, masks. He was like, please just put these in your locker. Just keep them with you. I mean, I really do have like wonderful, wonderful people in my corner. Um, but it's been hard. There have been days where I am just like, I don't even know. You know, it's where patients cry to you and you don't, you know, you don't like, you don't know what to do because you're like, you don't want to tell them, Oh, things will get better. It is possible that they will not get better. You don't want to give them false hope, That's but like, true. you don't even almost know how to comfort them, and it, it's hard. Um, but I have been, I've really tried to check myself because I've been really blessed. First of all, I am lucky to even have a job. You know, my right. me and my cl- people that are really close to me have not been financially impacted so much as others. Um, a lot of people I went to nursing school with didn't get jobs um, mm. because as we all know, the coronavirus has fin- has impacted the the country financially. So a lot of hospitals don't have as much money because one, we don't let family members come in. So that means that they're not paying to park their cars in the hospital. They're not eating our food. Plus people who don't have coronavirus who maybe have just some other illness don't feel comfortable going to the hospital right. because they don't want to get the coronavirus. Right. So they're like, we're not even going to go. That's less patients we have. So it's just overall, like, hospitals are losing money. Um, and a lot of my friends don't have jobs. Right. So um, I've been, really just been trying to, like, be like, Victoria, you're blessed. You're so incredibly lucky to be working. 
Um, but what I try to do, you know, I just, I, I, I go for walks anytime that I can. Um, I watch probably too much TV, but I don't care. <laughs> no, we have to find things to, to do that actually mm-hmm. stimulate us mentally because this is a serious thing and yeah. it's a fa- I see it in, in my own family and with my own friends and how it's affecting them mentally. And I'm really big on trying to make sure everyone, as someone who's dealt with multiple mental illnesses, if you will, um, it's important for me to make sure that everybody's okay. And for somebody to be in this medical field, um, you're one of my only friends who I know who works in the medical field and I commend you and I pray for you all the time because I know how stressful your job is. I know how many hours you put in and I personally just want to say thank you. Thank you. And I love you. Thank you. I love you. Um, And I commend just, not even just first responders, but just everybody that's really doing their part to, to, to combat this virus by wearing the mask, by social distancing. I really do. It's hard. It 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 really is. Human beings, we weren't meant to be isolated. We were meant to have human interaction. Interaction, And we don't really get that, like... It's hard. It it is hard. Um, so if anybody is struggling with any kind of mental health issues from isolation, from financial instability, like I recommend that you reach out to. You can reach out to me if you want. Um, me too. Yeah. Yes, I love that, Tori. Yeah. Thank reach you. out. I, it'll be. It can be anonymous. I don't even care. Just reach out to me. Slide in my DMs. I'm literally always up at work night shift, so my sleep schedule is. Not on fleek, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I love Tori. She's the best. Reach out to... There's hotlines that you can call 24-7, totally anonymous. Um, believe me, I, I know how difficult it is. And and don't suffer in silence. Okay? Because we're all in this together. We will fight this fucking virus. We will get through this. Okay? I, 2021 will be a better year. I think so. This, this put a lot of things into perspective for me. And I'm going to share that... Later on in the show, is there anything else you want to add about COVID? No, just just wear the masks. The ma- I, I know the mask sucks, but please wear them. The masks protect you and other people. You know, um, if people don't really know the difference between the masks, the N95 mask that we really have been short on in the United States, those masks protect you from even the tiniest particles. Really, they're supposed to be fit for your face mm-hmm. or your mouth really specifically and your nose um if you ha- you know if you have the medical grade masks wear them but just please wear the masks um wear your mask people yeah. i and- know i know it's some people think it's a hoax or that the government is like just trying to or the mainstream media is trying to like over exaggerate on stuff make people scared whatever even if that is their agenda the virus is very real Okay, right. and so please just wear the masks for yourself or other people because the longer people don't wear masks mm-hmm. and this virus continues to spread and these cases continue to rise, the longer we're going to have to be on lockdown, the longer people are going to be out of work, and the longer people are, quite frankly, going to be dying. So just keeping it real. Just wear the mask. Quick question before um, we take a quick break. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about the medical mask. Cloth masks are okay, right? Like the handmade ones and stuff. Are those good? or They're okay. They're not as good. Again, I'm going to be completely transparent. Mm-hmm. They're not as good as medical grade masks. Which um, I would assume. But just yeah. like for the people who are buying like masks from like people who are making them. Or they're yeah, making yeah. their own at home ones. 
anything you can to cover to just your, face your face is and good. Okay. Um, you know, because any kind of coverage will help prevent the spread on your respiratory droplets from getting out to someone else and from somebody, anyone else's respiratory droplets from getting into your system. But yes, any, you know, any kind of um, mask that you can wear will help lower the spread of this virus. So please just wear them. <laughs> and again, if anybody has any questions medically reach related, out. please reach out to me. Jarrah, I know he will tag me. I will Instagram. definitely share Tori's yeah. information. You guys follow her. Yes. She is very knowledgeable. And when we return, Lindsay Martinez. Oh, Lindsay. Yeah. will be Get joining ready for us. That. Get ready for that. This is when... This, yeah, I love Lindsay. Um, thank you guys so far, and we'll be back. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to take the time out to say, if you ever feel like you need someone to talk to, please never hesitate to reach out to me. Depression and anxiety are real, and these times are very triggering. So find something that makes you happy. Talk to your loved ones, and if you feel like you're alone, please don't, because I'm here. And as long as I'm here, you're never alone. And we are back. Thank you guys for sticking around. Um, at this time, oh, Lindsay, I got to introduce one of my most entertaining friends, co-host to the show, unapologetically herself, and I love it, Miss Lindsay Martinez. <laughs> Hi, friend. Hi, friend. I miss you. Likewise, always. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm getting better. How are you? Same, just taking it day by day. Literally, that's all you can do in that's 2020. All, that's all you can do. And um, earlier in the show, me and Victoria were talking about um, just 2020 in general. And we started with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, how how have you been mentally because of this, due to this pandemic? I just wanted to check in, do a mental check in. You know, I like to do that. Yeah, that's totally, that's really important. Um, it's up and down for me. It's like, I think what I dislike the most is the sense of uncertainty. And I know that's something that everyone is dealing with because no, like no one has, that's alive right now has ever experienced anything like this. Right. So we're right. all sort of just really anxious about um, like what's going on, the status of everything. It's get, If it's getting better, if it's getting worse. We're obviously concerned about our health, the health of our friends and our family. So there is like a lingering sense of stress and anxiety that definitely has come with adjusting to living in this pandemic. But um, what I've been trying to do lately is just control the elements of my life that I can, because obviously right. all That's that important. external stuff is out of my control. Like I cannot right. control anything about like what's going on in America, like how the government's handling it, like my own, even really the, the health of, of people around me and people I care about. Like it's to a certain, I mean, it's, of course it's important to me and I'm concerned, but really all I can do is focus on my um, behavior and my response to the triggers from this, to the constant, loop of negative news even though mm. you want to stay informed and want to stay up to date literally it's you know draining it's, and it, yeah. it, it affects you it affects you, you mentally as soon as you check on anything any article it's like 
it's just so melancholy. So um, I've been trying to just um, wake up earlier in the morning um, and just start my day really slow. Like, honestly, when I tell you I, I move so slow, it looks like you would think I have cramps or something. But I do it intentionally <laughs> because I, I tend to be somebody who, like, rushes and I'm like, oh, I got to do this, do that. Like, do my skin routine. Like, I have the meeting coming up or whatever. And I'm just like, I need 30 minutes in the morning to just make tea to right. listen to a podcast to and just prepare yourself yeah to just really like be just ease into the day and that's been helping and i've just been um just like doing self-care just to take, making sure i'm taking care of my skin and my hair i've been trying to do all these like um natural hair different routines and shit that i find on youtube and that's just like a project that takes up time <laughs> and energy so just See? trying to like do stuff even because we're stuck at home and it just feels like shitty, but I'm just trying to like do little things like at just, home. Yeah. To just take up time and just find like something to focus on. That's not, that has nothing to do with like the, the world and everything, what we're going on. Exactly. And speaking of something that affects all of us directly, um, back in May of this year, the world, well, the country definitely was in an uproar and as we should be when George Floyd's, uh-huh. um, he was murdered by the cops. He kept saying that, you know, he couldn't breathe. And it's an emotional topic for me, but I wanted to wanted you to shed some light on that. And I wanted to check in on you and not only George Floyd, but, you know, Brianna Taylor, Brianna. Oh, my God. Brianna Taylor. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm blanking on it only because it's like I start to think about it. And it's just like. It's so sad and it's hard. It is. It um, is. Yeah. What what is something I've seen some of the things you've been saying. I just wanted to hear your your input on it. Uh, I mean, you know, I would say that if you are black, male or female in America, this is it's not like what has been happening is not surprising, and it's something that we we constantly like live in survival mode, right? That's just our life. That's our reality. Um. And we are also completely traumatized by how common and regular and expect, like, we just expect a more difficult experience, whether that is something as drastic and as tragic as death or just, you know, microaggressions. Right in our experiences with non-black people. So we, it's, so what happened, like what happened back in May and all these stories that have followed um, are not surprising, but the, I I do think that what is giving me a sense of hope is that the response has been so, it's just been such an overwhelming response across different generations across different races different Mm -hmm. like people from every part of the world really I mean because the 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 movement and the outcry was global it it just shows that it it one it does give you a sense of like like people care about you like someone who has nothing to do with you who looks nothing like you can say like this is a human issue this is wrong this is not how anyone should be living um, or living in fear in this way. And, um, you know, it's nice to see that, especially in the last four years that we've been 
under the leadership of this racist piece of shit and you've seen how <laughs> no really i mean you've seen no like i get has, it i get it um yeah it makes you feel like it, it has felt so divided in this country for so long and it feels like there's so much deeply rooted racism that it is mm-hmm. nice to see it's unfortunate that death has to occur and it, we have to see it you know and be traumatized by it all over again but it is somewhat comforting to see that there are people in the world who are like no this is not happening we're not going to allow shit like this to happen and you know we're on your side and so it does feel it is comforting in that way that's good i just want to add like i did not forget brianna taylor's name it's just I have like i told you this the whole topic is emotional for me because yeah. with brianna taylor it kind of it breaks my heart to see so many people um not understanding that black women aren't as protected as they should be yeah and she she was killed in her own home yeah 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 and i just found out i think it was i think i was watching jesus and mero yesterday and i guess one of the cops this is three involved i know and i don't even remember i've heard their names several times yeah. but they're just i try to like sometimes i just cannot take it Deal, no I and i this. and that that's what i want to touch on too but go ahead yeah, well, I think one of them was just on like at the beach the other weekend, like with two women. Just, I like, did see yeah. that. I saw that in yeah. floating around on social media, and it's like, it's just like sort of like, how dare you? Right. Like you're just you living your no life at all right. that you took a life. Yeah. You know, this girl was in her own home sleeping, completely innocent. She was an EMT. She was like on the front lines during this pandemic, and you murdered her, and you just like. And left her. You don't body even for care. Yeah, hours. right. Yeah, they, and like, yeah. And, and didn't do anything to like. Yeah, yeah. It's... yeah. Same things with the fucking. Um, sorry for my language, no, guys. No, it's explicit but... content. It's okay, more, it's right put on. out there. We yeah. know. Same things for the um, for the cops that murdered George Floyd. Yes. One of them was at like the Walmart, Walmart or whatever. Or and yeah, yeah. And yet that girl, that. she called him out, and she was like, "Why are you buying Oreos?" And you just like murdered this man. And they, I, I don't even understand. They, it's, I, I don't know if they're like psychopaths yeah. or what, what the fuck the deal is, but they just like, don't feel like, like you just like, do you feel nothing that, that these people, they're, they're dead. They're gone. They're dead. Like they're not temporarily gone. They are gone. dead. Yeah. You murdered right. them. And now their families like can never see them again. And yeah, sometimes I, I have to turn off the news because I'm just like, nothing is positive. Right. I mean, some stuff is positive, but just no. Like, but you know, it no, like they. It's a lot of negative going on in the world, and I think one of the the positive. It, it's not a positive because, but I'm happy to see like the amount of protests that were going on, mm-hmm. and the, the amount of support and the amount of love that we were seeing. I really hope that it was genuine and it wasn't just like as a trend. Because mm-hmm. I went to um, how many protests did I go to? I know the big one that I went to in like Beverly Hills, West mm-hmm. Hollywood. I was in that area and it was so many people there. So many people. And it was like, it was filled mm-hmm. with love and it made me feel good. But at the same time, it's like, hell, my aunts, uncles, grandparents, and you know, ahead, they protested so that we wouldn't have to go through this. And it's so sad that we're still right. having to fight. And for- that's because racism is still systemic. Yeah. It's systemic in this country. It's not like if we just had to deal with ignorant, racist white people or whatever race of people, you know, as we're just interacting with them wherever at the store, that's one thing. And that obviously could be very negative and draining. But when you have an empowered 
whole entire police force sweeping across an entire nation that is made up of KKK members, that is, that's poses as a threat to humanity. It's mm-hmm. not just like you have a freaking fucked up interaction with a racist person somewhere and you cuss them out or whatever. But I will say, sorry for like going off on a different thought. I will this say this is Riley's rant. So I want you to rant about it. That has made me when I tell you, I'm talking about like, I'm almost horny looking at it because I'm so turned on by these Karens getting their asses whooped. Tori, Tori knows one particular video that I saw that I showed her of this black lady whooping the shit out of this racist oh my God, white yeah. lady's ass in Chatsworth. Yeah. I, I did yeah. see that one. Because yeah. I, I want them one. to be so, I want them to be embarrassed. I want them to lose their jobs. I want them to have public humiliation and shame. I mean, when you are really weaponizing your whiteness and, you know, threat, like calling the police or, you know, making up stories, exaggerating, saying that you feel in danger and danger and danger. As soon as a white woman starts crying or whatever, it's like they know that power and, and they abuse it and they use it in a way that is um, that can result in the loss of life of an innocent life for someone. And I'm so glad that we have technology that is actually now. documenting all of this. Yeah. And actually yeah. Out there so that the Social media, see. you know, really has has helped a lot of, of this racism in america because we've always known that it's mm-hmm. been here but now it's recorded it's and it's shown. literally blasted everywhere mm-hmm. and all it takes is for a you know certain amount of uh, people to repost it and then like we all know about it because that's even what happened with um not just the george floyd but um which one um the one that was in uh, uh eric garner in new york no 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 um and um See, this just goes in, to show how many situations we have to go through. So where it's in like Georgia. Here. Sorry, I, I don't know. I'm oh, Ahmad, in Georgia. Ahmad Arbery. Yeah, Ahmad. Yes, yes. Um, because yeah. that one happened like what in January, or February. January, or something like that. And we, you know, I would have never known about that had they not put that over social media. Right. Right. Um, and that happened in the middle of nowhere. So, right. um, it you happens know, everywhere. Yeah, it it's, happens all the time. I'm sure that there's there's a ton that we have never seen you know but um but i mean i mean it's racism has just has been around since the beginning that's how the country was formed so Uh, yeah yeah and it's it's so sad that that there's been so many that you almost don't even remember all of their names yeah like because it's it's so common it's yeah exactly it's common what i will take is like um a story i will share is like i haven't been as vocal about um, this on social media because as I've stated I am going through a lot and this yeah. does play a factor into some of my mental problems that I'm dealing with because it's heart it's heartbreaking to watch it's heartbreaking to witness like to watch a video of a man who had to take his last breath calling for his mom yeah um it hurt but um what I will say is through this I'm learning a lot about the people who are around me mm-hmm, for but sure who are not actively speaking up on it because it doesn't affect them because they're not black. I have unfollowed, I have distanced myself from so many people because yeah. it shows a lot about your character. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing I wanted to touch on with this issue is um, I got into it with somebody about the whole good cop, bad cop thing. And I'm like, this isn't about good fucking cops or bad cops. This black man was murdered right. and we all witnessed it. And 
it took the whole country and the world to really step up to be like, yo, this is not okay. And Americans, yeah. white Americans, I should say, it's mainly them, are the ones who are like, and it's not all white Americans. I want to put that out there. I don't like to generalize people, but when you look at this, it's like, you don't see that this is, this is an issue because if it was a white person, I really do feel like this would be a different topic. It's so Yeah, much- and the good cop, it- the bad cop, good cop thing is the the whole argument really it's like it's not really for citizens to argue that i feel like that's really a issue that the cops need to figure out within themselves it's like that chris rock joke when he said like some some careers and some jobs you can't just have bad apples like when he said you can't just have some pilots who are like oh yeah sometimes we we like to land yes that's right yeah you can't you like if you want to why would you take such a like a job where you are Mm -hmm. at risk like your your life is at risk you're serving you're sacrificing and to just like use that use that power and that role to to just kill take innocent lives like you're supposed to we're people call the cops for protection right not to like not for the opposite like that's not it just doesn't make sense like yeah i agree with you it's so much bigger than just like good cop bad cop because i was watching um this uh this documentary on um cnn last night and it was it was basically where they were saying like you know you have okay you have like one bad cop that might be considered prejudice where like one bad cop might target like you know an african-american or something but when you have a whole police force yeah mm-hmm. um that where over that cop sort of can impact an entire police force where they all are now going to target like african-americans or you know a certain or they cover for a minority other. group that's right. that's racism and yeah and you know also that you know and what really just like so just pissed me off still to this day is when um people will say things like oh George Floyd like he you know he should have he should have uh of just listened to the cops or you know they bring up like uh, his background or right. something and it's like dude shut so the that, fuck so up is that first of all grounds for you to like cops first of all are fucking first responders okay and if you mm-hmm. want to get medical mm-hmm. first responders are what it sounds like they're supposed to respond first and they are supposed to help medically if you need help and he was saying that he couldn't breathe so for not just the one cop but all three oh, of yeah. them did you sat there while that man said that he couldn't breathe you didn't do your, your job, job yep. you didn't right. do your basic not that their job is basic, but you didn't do what you need. Like you just basically didn't do what you needed to do. And I, I hate that I don't have the name of this woman, but um, did you guys hear the story of the black woman who lost her job? She was a cop for actually saving someone's life. Oh yeah, like at a was... protest, right? No, no. I, th- I don't remember yeah. if it was at a protest, but the cop was, um, the other cop was abusing his authority, mm-hmm. and she got him off of him, off the person, mm-hmm. and they fired her. Yeah, no, it's bullshit, dude. That shit's it's just built off of racism. It's that's what it I is. I sue so, the shit out of every law if they have it on. I mean, recorded. it's not the type of job where they encourage people to come forward with right. with with the the truth about people that they work with who have been abusing their power. And I'm sorry, like, you know, but that's just like, your job is stressful, but that doesn't give you the right to just murder somebody on the street right. and for you to walk free. Like, right. that's not how it works. I'm sorry. Like, the man was unconscious for like eight minutes at yeah. while his knee was still on his neck. And you as a first breathe. responder and a police officer, how dare you? And then for you to just sit there like, 
that just shows you have no regard for for the lives of of of, of african-american and and that's and it's so common and that's just and they yeah, just dismiss so many of these cases yeah. so for me like even though 2020 like i said earlier i do try to see the beauty in everything i am happy and i hope that it sticks that awareness is brought to the social injustice in this country in this world um me as a black man you guys as black women um we deal with it every day yeah and mm -hmm. i hope that the listeners every listener but mainly the listeners who are not black understand that this is not just a trend for us this is not just something that's a hashtag this is not this is our lives yeah and we live this every day so i really hope that people pay attention to this i, I really do one thing that you gotta just like find humor and silver linings in things like right after um, I would say the at least the first week or the first two weeks of the protest breaking out. I want to, I'll be honest, I was being so mean to white people. Like in the grocery store, I was like cutting them off. I was cutting off people in parking lots. White people were just so like, they acted like I was, I don't even know, like royalty. They were just so ready to get out of because my it, way. It's that, it's that guilt. I, and you know, the so thing bad. about it was, I wasn't I taking that route. I was more so like trying to focus on like, singling the the racist people out but i did notice because even right after this happened i remember me and um my friend had went to go get something to eat and the cops this white cop was like hey guys how's, how's it going how's it going like fine. No, no. <laughs> you know they're over trying to overcompensate and just, just like no nah, don't do that make sure you're doing your job when you're out here in the streets making sure right. you should have been doing this all along like you know what i mean making us feel safe and welcome rather than yeah. fearing and you know what? Racism is so is so complex, and and I you know I I have to like recognize my own ignorance because I kind of feel like I sort of used to just think like you were either racist or you weren't, and and I don't know. I'm sure some people will will disagree with me, but I feel like there's a lot more layers to racism, mm -hmm. and um because oh, like what do you mean layers? Well, just like I I, I guess. I don't really know how to explain it. I, I just kind of feel like... Um, I feel like people don't... Like, some people are racist and they don't realize that they're yeah, racist. Yeah, sort of is like it's like a lot say? of it is on, like, sort of unconscious bias. And, and um, but, but I almost, now, with the way that things are going, I almost feel like, you know, if you're sort of, if you're not racist, but you don't even recognize mm -hmm. that Black people, that there's systemic racism, you know, police brutality and injustice, even if you're deep down not racist, I almost feel like you don't get a pass anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, absolutely. You know? Yeah, you can't get, you mm -hmm. can't, people can expect a cookie to not, like, just because they're not racist. Like, mm -hmm. that's not where... Right. It's not the... enough for you to just be like, oh, well, I'm not racist. Like, so, you know, I, I know that I'm good. Because if you're, if you are, I'm sorry, but if, yeah, if you're white, like, you need to stand up to that shit. Yeah. You do, because people that look like you have privilege mm -hmm. and, and whether you want to believe it or not, that's just the truth. Like black people have historically, since we were stolen and brought here, we have had just at least in terms of, because everybody yes has difficulties. Everybody has, um, you know, hardships and, and, and I guess adversities in life and stuff, but minorities have it, include because of their race like like black people have 
hardships because of the of our race, whereas white people just don't have that. And just and, so, and not only say, do they not have it, they have it. It's it it benefits them like right, they're yeah. Our and for you to just be country, not racist is not enough anymore. Right? No. It's not enough. You know, maybe in the past it was, but currently it's not enough. Like you need to stand up, use your voice, and mm-hmm. actually, you know. Ugh, I'm sorry. Like I told you, it's a, it's a topic for me that I'm kind of just like. It's exhausting to be. It honest. is. It is, and I I just mm-hmm. want to say thank you to everybody who has been putting out the word um, to yeah. the white allies that we have and the other races that have been, you know, but continue to do that. Don't just do it now. Do it for the rest of your life. Teach your kids um, about equality. You know, yeah. racism right. is taught at home. Mm-hmm. You're not born. Yeah, racism. we are. Yes, exactly, so, Jura. Racism is. It's taught at home. Nobody is born racist. Right. They're yeah. not. Like you can see that scientifically proven with studies about children that kids, first of all, they don't even see color. I know I didn't. Like I didn't see color old. for the they longest. They literally, like neurologically, don't even know what what that even is. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. what do you guys think? I mean, like in terms, like what do you guys think that we can do from here on out to just sort of like help fight this? Like, what can we? Well, what can we do? Because I feel like a lot of people really want to be involved and really want to help. Stuff like this want to be involved in politics and, and sort of combat mm-hmm. systemic racism. But like, what can we do as individuals? I think, um, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, ahead, Lindsay. You can go first and I'll go. Well, the only thing, I, I probably have several answers to that, but the first, first thing that comes to mind that is most time sensitive and most urgent is to vote in November. That's yeah, true. Right. Um, that is true. Yeah. Because this fucker has got to go and like right. when I really I hope those polls because you can't fucking trust these polls they've let us down before but they're predicting that not only will Trump lose but he will lose very like he will just be swept in a way where he right. may not even get a hundred right. electoral um, votes uh, I would hope for that and later on in this year we will be doing a um, special on the on the, um, the election me, Lindsay, and Victoria. I haven't talked to them about it, but they will be joining me on that. Um, and maybe we can get your mom to join us too. Mm-hmm. She is very intelligent. But um, my my answer to that is, as humans, we are sent here to learn and we are sent here to educate. So I think we need to continue to learn. And you know, this this isn't something that's always taught to kids that you know the history of Black Americans and how we were. You know, yeah. they they kind of just dismissed that. So that's why for some of these people who are even our age or a little bit older. To them, they don't really understand it. And I think that they need to continue to learn and continue to, you know, like I said, learn and educate others, like teach other people. You know what I mean? When you see something that's wrong, you need to stand up and you need to speak on that, too, because of the simple fact that you are sent here to be a voice. Yeah. And we need to use our voices and we need to be heard and we need to, you know, help others. And I think that's one way we can start um, start to change the world, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Um as we stated, this whole year has been shit. It really has mm-hmm. been shit. But with with this going on, I hate to see these lives, but like, I just don't want them to die in vain. Like we really need to, we need to start utilizing our voices and actually being heard and, you know, fight for what we believe in. Yeah, and not yeah. giving up, like, you know, not allowing this to just be like one more murder and then, we go silent about it. And, and it, then we sort of just move on. Like, no more moving on. Right, no, right. We're because not, we're we, no we need to yeah. really stand in this. And another thing, it's not just the cops that are killing us. It's, it's everything mm-hmm. that goes on. 
And um, Tori, I know you wanted to share about even tying the coronavirus into yeah. this um, with Black Americans and like how we're dying more than yeah than Black other races. Americans are dying at a rate like more than twice of white people. And um, you know, it's that that has to do first, well, number one with racism, but also mm-hmm. just with like inaccess to health to mm-hmm. adequate health care. Mm-hmm. Racism oh, yeah. within healthcare, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then so you know, it's just it's it's all just a very like daunting realization. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know. It's it's just it's it's hard. This year has been tough. It's but, been tough. It's been draining. Um, you know, but first, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> no, you no. no, you're not cutting me off. You're not. I want to hear what you got to say. No, I mean, I'm sure all of our listeners already know that, yeah. but we just have to like be extremely diligent about, you know, this fight. Um, we don't want to let these murders go just sort of be like another one that happened in the past. We can't, we honestly can't forget these right. um, because things are starting to, they're never going to change unless we have a revolution like right now. You know, I was watching this um, this special about John Lewis last night on yeah, CNN. He rest in peace. I'm happy you brought him yeah. up. Yeah. Definitely, definitely wanted to say that. Rest and in peace, John Lewis. I just can't even believe, because he was 25 years old mm-hmm. when he like, really started his revolutionary. That's our age. Like, yeah, our age, he, I'm 25 yeah. right now. And I just can't even believe like just all that he's done for African-Americans. And just equality, yeah, and like, just equality, you know, voting rights, yeah, and stuff like that. And and, and I just like we we can't let his legacy just die. Like nice, yeah. you know, we we have to, as black people, like please just vote. Right. You know, not Kim for and countless other people. They were beaten and 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 thrown in jail and had just dogs and thrown on them and hosts for our right to vote. So please, please take vote the in November, series. please. And, I want to add to this. It's not just about our. Um, it it's it's everything that goes on. That's um, injustice for me. Um, we need to even with our Latin brothers and sisters, like mm-hmm. these kids that are in cages. That we, you know, like we yep. need to stand up and we really need to help each other out because we need to be in this together. We we were all we're all here. We're all here. So yeah. like, why not be in this together? Right. I will say though that my personal sentiment now especially just with being as exhausted as i am which i almost feel bad about saying now that we've just brought up no but it's it's real he was so active in the civil rights movement when he was even younger than me and i'm sitting here like oh i'm tired and i am tired and i i it's not i shouldn't feel guilty about saying that for me personally i feel like i want to focus and shift my energy on um uplifting and empowering my own people because it really is not black people's role or their job or their responsibility to end racism it's actually not even possible for us to end something that we didn't right that's real so it has to be it really has to be the people in power and there Mm -hmm. are black people in power and they're all there's people of all races and genders and and you know backgrounds and whatever in power but for the most part at least this structure of systemic racism of institutionalized racism was created and is still upheld by um, ugly ass white men with no lips. I mean, if we're just going to be honest, so it's those people who we have to vote out. If, if, if they are elected officials, we have to vote them out. If they are 
you know, whoever they are, if they're just like super rich, wealthy, Jeff Bezos types of nasty fuckers, like we just, I mean, that is a bigger fight because capitalism is very powerful. Um, But it really has to just be white people and non-black people tapping into their humanity because this is not like you said when you brought up the the um kids in the cages and 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 the Mm. racism that is um taken out against against immigrants and hispanics like yeah just because that's not going to be my reality or my experience that doesn't mean it doesn't affect us it's it's still life it's heartbreaking i cannot imagine being separated from my child right you know what i mean yeah and we just have to like white people just can't live such a comfortable life at day in and day out just because they will never them and their families will never have to face anything like that like they mm-hmm. need to be able to see that and be like oh no like that we just cannot live like this this is not that that doesn't represent an evolved social construct and a social wor- world order that we live in if people are capable of just committing such heinous and disgusting acts towards other humans that's an issue that we have to figure out you know and i'm not and i'm i'm with everyone who wants to be involved in that even though i personally am not religious i know that there are people who who subscribe to religions who who do it from a pure heart and they want to you know see good and good change and good um you know just bring good in the world through whatever they believe in that may not personally be my approach but it just needs to be a collective effort of like we are all humans right is right and wrong is wrong and that's just really what it is so um i am just supporting black businesses yes that's what we need to get out there support black businesses i got some people i want to like bring on and actually their their products i want to you know share I'll, i'll have to tag them because there's a lot of black businesses out there that you can support so many. Help, the shipping you know I mean? be taking forever. I'm not gonna lie. Black people be on CP time. <laughs> this should be taking a while to get there, but it's totally worth it. I don't care. Like I would rather spend seven to ten dollars on shipping and wait for something than be just trying to make Jeff Bezos even more rich just because I want to pay shipping and it'll get here in two days. I don't give a fuck about Jeff Bezos. Like, fuck him. So <laughs> I would rather support black women, black businesses, black men. I even. I swear I'm going OD and I don't need to be doing as much as I do, but I even found this cute ass family. They're in like Virginia or something and they make honey. Like they have, it's like a black family and they just have like a farm or something and they have all this special honey that they make and the kids are so cute. And I'm not going to buy honey from Virginia, but it's just really, it's just important to just keep that ecosystem. Look out and see where you can actually support where you can. Yeah. Yeah, And just retweet and shout out businesses, even if, it may not be like a something you would buy or whatever or yeah just like because you, never, you know. never know who might buy it exactly you know I, mean? I love it yeah. i love it well i really want to thank both of you guys for taking the time out of your day to join me once again on I ain't doing shit. <laughs> a lot of people aren't but at the same time <laughs> you could not be doing shit and not doing this so i do That's appreciate shit. you um i appreciate you victoria um, is there anything else you guys would like to add before we call it a day? Um, arrest and charge the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, wear a wear a fucking mask. Wear a please. mask. I'm pretty sure the people who listen to your podcast are probably normal people who wear a mask, but right. just in case, <laughs> yeah, most of the people. Yeah, I, I got some some pretty dope friends. Um, 
I have people in my family that don't want to wear masks. So, you no, I don't know. No, I get you. That's a whole other topic. But um, yeah, this is this was great to come back. Um, Lindsay, what I didn't get to ask you though is, it's been over a year since we've recorded. What have you been up to in this past year? Uh, in the past year, not just twenty twenty. No, like um, yeah, since our last encounter on Riley's rants, not in life. Let's see. I am fluctuating. My weight's fluctuating up and down, but I definitely am. Uh, I've this. I'm staying under 200 pounds (laughs) like so far throughout 2020 um but I do go into my weeks where I like literally don't cook anything and I'm just like uber eats all this bullshit that I don't even be eating um but yeah so I've been working out um on my spin bike that I have here um trying to drink more water just like kind of just really like personal self-care things that I that I just need to do consistently make trying to um create better habits and get rid of habits that aren't beneficial to me very blessed to still be working. So I'm thankful for that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to sound selfish or whatever, because I know other people's circumstances are way worse. I'm very much looking forward to being able to travel again and do things that yes. like really excite me and like give me energy and something to look forward to. But, you know, I'm just going to follow what um, the CDC and everyone is instructing me to do so that this shit can like, finally be over and we can just resume to like somewhat of normalcy um yeah yeah. i get that chilling you're promoting abstinence right what no what the fuck (laughs) i would i've never i literally would never do that i I don't know what like chapter of my life i'd have to be in where that would be like what i would decide to do but that's not no (laughs) <laughs> I just love you, Lindsay. I love I'm trying you to get so it in. No, you're not. We're gonna, you know, protect the temple or whatever they say. <laughs> you don't even Body. know what it is because it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> well, this comes. This is the end of our episode, guys. And I'm not gonna sit here and say I have a date of when I will come back. But what I will say is I do want to continue to spread the word of whatever my heart feels like spreading um, whenever Lindsay and Victoria will join me and when others will join me too. I do want to bring other friends and family along with this journey to always be able to have a place to use your voice. So um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining. I love y'all. And you know, me and Victoria, we have a little drink that we're going to toast to and we're toasting to, you know, you too, Lindsay. Thank you. Um, I I love you guys. You guys are Queens. And to everyone listening, if nobody has said it to you today, just know that I love you. I'm rooting for you. Black lives matter. Your life matters. And God bless. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you. Love you. you. I love you.